Welcome to the Rimfire Tactical Podcast. This is Chris from RimfireTactical.com, and I'm glad you're here. I've got a special episode for you guys today. I've got Mr. Guy DeMarco uh, on the podcast. Guy, are you there? Yes, sir. Sure am. Outstanding. So um, what we're going to do is we're just going to jump right into it. Guy has a lot of information to share, and so I don't want to uh, tie up a lot of time talking about other things. I'll do that on a different episode. So, uh, Guy, for those that may not be familiar with you, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, where you're from, and uh, how you got into this, uh, this Rimfire game. All right. So, hi, everybody. Guy DeMarco. I uh, started shooting when I was about eight years old when my dad purchased me my first 22 rifle. It was a Ruger 1022. Uh, got it when I got out of the second grade and have been shooting off and on ever since then. Um, really started with a, a Ruger sing- single six as well. So that's where I, I started my shooting. And then as I grew up, I kind of got into some different firearms and some different platforms. And once I uh, moved out, got out on my own and started shooting some, some two gun matches, some three gun matches, USPSA, style matches um having a lot of fun with it and then a little bit over a year ago i was out in california shooting a prs style monthly match and you know they uh they invited me back the following weekend because they were shooting a nrl 22 match and i had no idea what it was at the time and um the match director for the match was there and he kind of told me about it and thought it was really cool. I didn't have a, uh, a gun to shoot the match with. So he just said, uh, come pay the match fee and bring some CCI or whatever and have some fun. And I've been shooting NRL 22 ever since. Outstanding. And so, um, so when you shot that first match, you were able to, to borrow a rifle uh, and, and be able to go out and, and have fun and, and, outside of ammo that was all you really had to do was just show up yep i uh i I borrowed the the rifle from the match director it was a little savage uh mark ii fvsr and it had uh i believe it was an athlon scope on it and i shot that match and i learned a lot uh it was out in the high desert of california so it was uh dealing with a lot of wind and uh, some distance, too. We shot the, the five stages for the, the NRL and then another five stages that the match director came up with and had a lot of fun and, and learned a whole lot. But outside of that ammo that I spent in the match fee, you know, 20 bucks for an afternoon of fun was got me hooked. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, now, um, I know when we were talking before, you were kind of sharing a little bit about because uh, you're not in California anymore, if I remember correctly. Correct. I'm I'm in Northwest Florida. I'm out uh, towards Destin, Fort Walton Beach, Panama City. I'm in that region. Oh, beautiful area there. Outstanding. Um, and so, if I if I remember correctly, um, you have kind of transitioned into. Um, it, did you did you start the match that you're you're now running? Yes. So I moved out here. And the Altus Shooting Solutions range is approximately 40 minutes from my house. And that may 
that name may sound familiar or new to some people, but it was formerly called Core Shooting Solutions. They went through a name change. So now it's Altus Shooting Solutions. It's where they have, uh, they just held the Kestrel Fall Classic there, the AI uh, Accuracy International PRS match is held there in the spring. So that's the range that we actually hold our NRL 22 matches at. Um, when I was moving out here, I was obviously looking for a range because I used to spend a lot of time shooting here in Florida before I moved. And now that I'm back, I wanted to find a range that was possibly a little closer to where I was going to be living. So I got in contact with the range and I don't know if pestering them is the right word, but I definitely let them know that I wanted to bring the NRL 22 to the range and to Florida. Good deal. Now, if you don't mind, I would like for you to go into a little bit more detail about that, because one of the the common conversations that happens both in the Rimfire Tactical Facebook group, as well as other Rimfire groups and uh, some different uh, shooting forums that it seems to come up a lot is, hey, I don't have an NRL match. I don't have a PRS type match in my area. And, and frankly, I'm one of those folks. And so um, we, um, we're working on getting one going here. But as somebody that was able to not only, um, you know, approach the club, the, the gun range, and be able to successfully petition them to allow you to run this type of match, can you kind of run, uh, go through some details and just you know, explain how you approach that, how you approach the range, um, what you were able to, to say and do to convince them that, hey, this is, this is something that we can you know, draw shooters in and, um, and grow it. Can, can you kind of take us through those steps? Absolutely. So first off, I contacted the NRL 22 members page and was like, does anybody have any tips? And it sounds like uh, they're already doing that in the Rimfire Tactical Facebook group which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, I then reached out to the leadership of the NRL 22 and was like, do you guys have any tips or what has been successful in the past from other members? And they gave me some pointers and said, you know, do all the legwork. Just don't show up and say, Hey, you guys need to host matches actually do the legwork. So I printed out all of the rules, classes, um, the different classes of, of competition that they have within the NRL 22. I made some mock rules for uh, the Alta shooting solutions range that mirrored the NRL 22 rules, but were specific to Altus and their range. I came up with all of the logo, the design match format, how it's going to be ran. The only thing that I really didn't have knowledge on was payment and the actual advertising of the of the matches i i would send them an email about once a month and then once every two weeks as we got a little bit closer to the season kickoff and then they finally agreed to have a sit down with me out at the range we drove uh, I drove out to the range and laid everything out and talked to two of the owners and they were super excited about it. They were like, they, I don't know if they were 
blown away, but I think they understood that I wasn't, uh, I wasn't joking about uh, hosting these matches. I also um, had put in a lot of work and effort to procure all the things that we needed, whether it be the targets, the props, I was building extra props. Um, This is something I was serious about. So I spent the money and made sure that we didn't have to rely on the club to go out and make the initial investment to the, to the items that we would need. And then, you know, I volunteered at the, at the range in between all this going on when they had their accuracy international match. um, I volunteered when we, they had their fall classic last year. I volunteered. Uh, I was helping RO stages. I was helping, uh, pick up trash and clear clean up the range and do all the things that needed to get done to, you know, say, Hey, I'm here to work. Number one. And number two, like I was brand new to the area and nobody knew me. So they didn't know who I was. There's no better way to get out there and, and help them run their, their business or their matches and be their right-hand man. Hey, we need, you know, the trash picked up or this taken out or whatever. So I was just volunteering around the range whenever I could, and, you know, posting out their, their social media stuff. If, if they were posting something that, you know, something was new in the shop, I would forward that on and help their credibility as well as build mine that, Hey, I'm here. I'm taking this seriously. I'm going to help you guys out as much as I can. Cause if I help you guys out, it can't do anything but help me in the future. That is great. That's great advice, um, not just for getting a match started, but for, for getting to know folks at, at your local club and for uh, so many things in life. That's just great advice. You know, um, I'm actually uh, um, in in the business world. One of the the phrases that I hear so often is "givers gain." You know, help enough people get what they want. You know, they'll help you get what you want. And uh, man, that's uh, that's perfect. Um, you know, to be able to go out and especially as you being a new guy to the area, you know, not somebody that was already a, uh, a well-known member of the club, but somebody that's new to the area, new to the club and to be able to go in and, you know, build that relationship trust to the point that they were, they were willing to, uh, work with you to, to run a match. That, that's, that just, that speaks volumes. Um, so how long ago did you start running matches at Altus? So we started with the 19, uh, 2020 season. So I was, ho- I wouldn't say hosting the matches. I was setting up the monthly courses of fire and I would have either myself or I'd invite a friend or two to come with me and shoot it. And then we would submit our scores to NRL 22 just for the, the tracking aspect of it. Um, some of the prizes that you know I won because I was the only shooter in base class. I just turned around and donated uh, to the club or to to other shooters that I needed. I know needed the equipment or the gear, but we actually started our first official matches uh, with the nineteen twenty series, and that started June of this year. Good deal. Now. Since um, you've you've really only had the match going for uh, a few months now, ha- what's the uh, what's the growth like in the match? Uh, I know it just started out with just a few of you, and how many shooters do you have uh, at matches now? 
On average, we have between 11 and 12. Our lowest has been eight, uh, eight shooters, but we, we, we're averaging 10 to, 10 to 12 right now. Um, I've been doing a little bit more grassroots um, advertising. I think I got a couple of guys coming out to our next match, which is tomorrow. Uh, our next match tomorrow, I got a couple of dudes coming out that are going to come in, come and shoot it as well. So we might have, we might have 15, um, still pretty small. So we're, we're trying, but I think the, the smaller we start a little bit, the, the better gives me an opportunity to learn my job as a, as a match director. Um, and I've honestly learned a ton that goes into it. I know that I'm only putting on one month, a match and it's, five of the stages are already built for me, but I didn't realize how much really goes into prepping a match and prepping and making sure things are the way that they need to be, whether it be sign up or the way you need to run the stages or split, you know, into two different squads instead of, you know, 10 or 12 people staying together. That can be a long time at one stage. You might need to break it down, for better flow and get people done a little bit earlier or making sure you've got backup equipment in case something gets shot or it goes down or match flow, just a ton of things that I've learned um, in the, in the few short months we've actually been running these matches. Good deal. Now, considering the fact that, you know, you've, you're, um, you know, you're kind of wearing a lot of different hats when you're at the match because you're the match director um, you're, you're helping run stages and I, I assume you're also shooting the match. Yes. Yes, I am. Good deal. So it's fair to say that tomorrow you're going to be a busy guy between, uh, running it, running stages and, and shooting. So, um, take us through how that looks in, uh, in a day at the match. Um, oh. I'm assuming you're having to get there early and, and everything. So just, just walk us through what that looks like. And, and the reason I, I'm, wanted you to do this is because so many people, even with the incredible growth of the NRL, uh, you know, so many people are in areas where there isn't that local match. And uh, I think this is just so helpful to understand, you know, all it takes is a little bit of work and a little bit of time and, and, you know, you can get this type of match going in your area. So, you know, you just, you're able to give us so much value from this. And like I said, if you could just walk us through what that day looks like. Okay, so really it starts the day prior. So today, this afternoon, I'm going to go through and I'm going to make sure I've got everything. I've got my phone scope for recording content uh, for these matches, uh, for Altus to use or phone scope or whoever, or record the individuals that are shooting because everybody wants to have cool videos of themselves shooting in a match, right? We all want our buddy to take that photo so we can put it on Facebook or Instagram. So I try and do a little bit of um, video set up the night before, make sure all my power packs are charged and everything is good there. I also make sure that I've got my gear squared away so I can really focus on the match the day of um, making sure I've got all my ammo, my gun is set up, everything. I check torques, everything like that. I check the backup gun that we have, for the match as well. So I've got a CZ 455 with a Vortex Diamondback Tactical uh, 6 to 24 on it. And that is what we're using for the backup gun in case somebody does want to 
hit me up via email and say, Hey, I want to come shoot the match, but I don't have anything. Well, I've, you buy a hundred rounds of CCI mini mag and you cut or CCI standard velocity, you come shoot the match. You don't have to worry about buying a gun or anything like that. You cover your ammo cost and the match fee, and you can come hang out, shoot the match and have a great time and learn if this is something you want to continue just like I did. So I make sure all the gear set up, the binos, the bipods, make sure everything's ready to go. And then I get up match day. I get up super early. I drive out to the range. I try and be there by 5.30. And then I start uh, dropping props where they need to be dropped. Um, we have uh, the, the range out there has been super cool with me actually storing all of the equipment, all the targets and props there at the range in one of their connexes. They've got a bunch of 40 footers and shooting connexes that they, uh, they have the, what they call the Seekins tower. So Seekin precision, they have a Seekins tower out there as it's dubbed and it's four or five stories tall of connex connexes that you, they actually do sim, uh, mill sim and, uh, uh, what are the, the simunition rounds, they do training like that right. for, the, for the military in there. So I've got a, my own little corner in the, on the first, the first level, and I store all of our equipment in there. All the target stands and steel and everything like that stays there. So I'll crack that thing open. I'll start pulling everything out and organizing it where it needs to go in the field. And then I'll start uh, laying out the, the field course as, I, as we've kind of dubbed it, because we've actually got it to where we'll shoot in three different locations on the range. So I'll drop everything in the field. I'll load everything in the back of my truck, run it to the 50 yard bay, and then run it up to the hundred yard bay on the North side of our range. And just start getting everything set up, hanging, hanging the paper targets, hang the zero targets so people can show up. And I start doing that at 530. I usually get done around 715, 730. A couple of the shooters will show up early and, and give me a hand. Um, and then the signups start about 745. We give the safety brief. We try and get shooting by eight o'clock. And then Good deal. Uh, we, what we've learned is based on Florida weather, we roll out to the field stages first. And there's usually four stages that are out in the field. Um, for this particular month, the stages that I've designed only go out to 115 yards, um, but they're all pretty small targets. The longest that we can accommodate in the area that we shoot right now is about 210 yards. So... That's the farthest shot we've taken to date um, on the side matches that we host. But we're working to find a different way to get a little bit more distance without having to shut down an entire lane of shooting on the main side of the range. Because uh, it is a private range. It's a club range. Therefore, we don't want to take away from any of the paying members shooting uh, sighting in their deer rifles or anything like that because deer season is coming up so we kind of hunker off we go off to the side and we shoot from the south to the north um which is pretty convenient for us because we can stretch it out to like i said 210 yards so we'll shoot our field matches first and then we'll move over to the 50 yard bay and i usually have our uh, my fifth design stage we'll have that there um and we'll either shoot something 
uh, more precise. So when we're talking precise, last month we shot a one-inch dot, a piece of fishing line, a popsicle stick, a piece of string, and a match head. And they were different points, and if you saved rounds because uh, you got it on the first hit, those were worth some points. So I kind of I kind of came up with a crazy a crazy real precision stage, but you weren't allowed to use any magnification. You had to have your magnification turned all the way down and you could only use what your, what your scope bottomed out at. So mine's a six to 24. So I had to shoot everything at uh, six magnification from 25 yards. And I can tell you that a match head looks really, really tiny at 25 yards on six magnification. <laughs> no doubt. That is, uh, that, that's fantastic. So you're using, you're using the, the course, uh, the course of, des- of fire that NRL puts out and then you're developing your own stages as well. Yes. A good deal. Um, now from the standpoint of the, the people who are shooting the matches with you, mm-hmm. do you have, um, is it a, a mix? Is it uh, new shooters and seasoned shooters? Is it a little bit of everything across the board? I would say um, it's a it's primarily seasoned shooters. So we have we have a core group that shows up pretty much every month unless they're uh they're TAD or TDY. Uh we are in a military centric region. Uh we got a lot of military bases, so we do get a lot of military shooters. Um one of the guys that's in the point race right now is currently TDY. Uh so he won't be there tomorrow, but we've got a couple other guys um, that are in the points race as well. And, and it's, it's heating up. There's, there's a good amount of smack talk going on between some of our seasoned shooters. But last month we had a, a youth shooter. He was shooting with his dad on their, uh, their voodoo, their V 22 that they had. We've had, uh, women shooters. We've had brand new guys that have come over from the USPSA and IDPA style shooting and getting into, the NRL 22 precision 22 type of matches. Uh, we've got, you know, brand new shooters. We had a guy show up with like a Marlin 22 long rifle. That was like from 1956, just with a duplex reticle and was doing holdovers and still getting impacts at 200 yards. That's great. Yeah. So we got a That's pretty awesome. good, we got a pretty good mix of shooters that are, that are showing up. But if I had to pick a group, we have more seasoned shooters uh, shooting the match. We have a couple of sponsored shooters as well um, that are coming over from the PRS world and using this as practice for their PRS uh, shooting. Good deal. That that's something that, um, um, I'm starting to, to hear more about and uh, see from time to time as well. You know, a lot of the, the PRS guys that are either in an area where they have to travel quite a bit to get to the matches. So they're not able to make each, you know, all the matches or, um, you know, they're, they're just in a place where they're, they want to stay uh, in tune, so to speak. They want to make sure they're getting some trigger time and, you know, what better, and I would say less expensive, but man, I've, I've figured out you can spend a fortune on 22s. <laughs> that uh, you can. <laughs> but what better way to do it? So, so tell us a little bit, um, you know, since you've got this, this mix of shooters and, and quite a few experienced shooters, 
Um, I know you mentioned the voodoo and, and then the gentleman that uh, was shooting with the Marlin. What do you typically see as far as the, the equipment that people are using? Do you have a lot see, of people that are in um, all across the board as far as the different classes or, uh, you know, is a lot of base class or what, what do you see? So primarily we're seeing guys shooting open and I can say that of the different classes that are in the NRL 22 being, we now have air gun for the 1920 season. So we have air, we don't have any air gun shooters, but that is an available class. So we haven't seen any air gun shooters yet. We have seen some women and some young guns, but base wise, there's usually only two or three shooters in base class and everybody else is in open class. We'll see some, uh, kid, some kid innovations, uh, mm-hmm. a super grade. And then primarily it's CZ 455s and 457s. Um, the two gentlemen that are, that are fighting it out for first place for the series right now, one is shooting a 455 with a Leela barrel. Um, and he's shooting extremely small groups. And then our other gentleman is shooting a uh, 457 MTR at the moment. Good deal. And, you know, one of the, the things that uh, we talk a lot about in the Rimfire Tactical Facebook group and, and just in general, uh, I mean, I was, at, I was shooting a match earlier today and, you know, it, it's almost like it's an unwritten rule. Whenever you get shooters together, um, if they're not talking about their rifles, or if it's, you know, if it's handguns, they're talking handguns. But if they're not talking about rifles or handguns, they're either talking about ammunition or they're talking about uh, optics. And yep. uh, so do what do you see the, the shooters they're using? Are you seeing a mix of, of uh, some match ammo? And are you seeing a lot of people that you are shooting this, the CCI standard velocity you talked about before? What do you see there? So on the, the optics side, I'm a Vortex guy. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, I bought one Vortex and I was super happy with it. So I also went ahead and, you know, have been buying a lot of Vortex glass. I'm happy with it. It's suiting me for what my needs are. Um, I am excited about that new Bushnell um, Match Pro. I'm actually going to pick one of those up and just try it out. And I'll probably throw it on the backup rifle that way if somebody new shows up to the match you you can look through my glass and say hey this is what the vortex looks like this is what the match pro looks like um so i'm gonna pick one of those up and and put it on the backup rifle for that aspect but we do have a lot of bushnell shooters uh one of the the gentlemen is sponsored by bushnell he's got a match pro um but primarily he's running a forge on his center fire that is set up exact or his 22 is set up exactly like his center fire. So he's running forge scopes. Um, a couple of our other shooters are shooting forge scopes. I'm shooting the vortex. One gentleman that showed up with a V 22, he had a, uh, the vortex razor gen two on his, it we've, uh, we've seen one or two athlons and then, uh, some Viper PST Gen 2s. So we're seeing some real quality glass on, on, these, on these rifles. And then as far as ammo goes, I'm a CCI green tag, uh, 0033 tag guy. Um, it shoots really well in my rifle. I've bought the Aguila. I've bought Prime. I've bought, uh, I've got 
and went out and purchased the the Center X from Lapua, and it just didn't it didn't run well in my rifle. Now I'm not saying that that Center X isn't fine ammo. That ammo is amazing, but in my three hundred dollar rifle, it it just wasn't working. I was getting better consistencies on velocities and grouping with my CCI green tag than I was with Center X. And we all know some some firearms like to chew up different ammo uh, differently. And if the, the lower priced ammo is working for me and I'm getting good groups, that's what I'm going to run with. So I'm shooting CCI green tag. A lot of guys are shooting the, the center X. I know um, the gentleman with a 455 with the Lila barrel, he's shooting that center X and he's, he's just drilling it. And that's awesome. We got guys shooting SK uh, long range. We've got shot guys shooting Norma TAC-22. One gentleman's shooting the Federal uh, Match-22. So we've got a good variety of, of ammo being, being used on the range as well. That's fantastic. You know, something that's uh, years ago I just did not understand at all uh, that I always thought if you, know, if you find a, a brand of ammo that shoots good, it'll shoot good in anything. And um, yeah, as I started to learn more about rimfires and um, especially started spending a lot of time shooting, um, shooting paper and, you know, not just shooting it at 50 yards, but shooting at, you know, 50 and 100 and, and altitude and 300 and, and farther. That's really um, it was it was eye opening for me several years ago to understand that I can take a rifle that I didn't think shot very well and try a few different uh ammos in it you know and and maybe it was something where i was trying um you know maybe i grew up shooting winchester hunting ammo uh winchester powerpoints you know i mean that's that's just what we shot because i mean frankly we never shot targets you know targets for us were squirrels and rabbits and we hunted we didn't shoot you know really do any target shooting and it's just amazing to to take a rifle and i watched this happen today at the match i was at um gentleman was having a few issues and wasn't really pleased with the way his rifle was shooting and he started testing ammo and you know several people are donating a box of here try this this wolf or try this sk or try this center x and uh you know it's amazing to watch a rifle go from shooting groups that are over an inch at 50 yards down to um you know probably i'm guessing a three-eighths uh um, not quite a half inch group at at 50 yards and it was all just, you know, nothing changed. The scope's the same. You know, nothing was loose. Same guy pulling the trigger, just a difference in, in the ammo. Um, so that makes all the, the difference in the world. And the fact that you tested the Cinerex and just found that for whatever reason, because it does, you know, typically carry a, a really good reputation, but for whatever reason, your rifle doesn't like it and you found something else that shoots much better. And that's, that's a huge part of, of any type of competition, but um, I, I'm always curious when I talk to folks that are uh, shooting different matches, um, you know, obviously um, rimfire enthusiasts and gun enthusiasts in general, you know, we, we love to talk about uh, equipment. We love to talk about, uh, you know, the, the rifles and the scopes and the ammo and things like that. And so um, I know uh, one guy calls here just says, he's like, you're all gear junkies. You all want to talk about the gear, but you know, for me, I'm guilty. I, I do love talking about all of that. Um, 
but, but now that you've kind of taken us through talking about getting to the point of, um, you know, finding the club and convincing them to, to um, host this match and then getting the shooters out there and, and running through everything. What, uh, what do you see as some of the, the next steps? Um, I know you mentioned that you're, you're starting to look at some different things to, you know, kind of advertise it or promote it a little bit more. Um, but what, what are the next steps that you see for the matches that you run? So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think not a lot of people know about it. But if you go on the NRL22.org website, you can, they've updated it to where match directors can provide all of their match info. So you should be able to go over to competitions and maybe search your area code and see if there's a match that is in your area. Um, I would love to see more people out at the match, give more competition to some of our, uh, our top shooters, give some more competition to, to myself. Uh, I, I actually got beat last month by a guy that literally had never shot a match before. And here I am with a, what I consider to be a pretty decent rifle. It's worked for me. He shows up with his, his, his new rifle that he got and, you know, he beat me by six points. That's awesome. That means that I need to continue my training, my practicing, my, my regiment of getting my reps in. So when I do go out to the range, you know, I'm good to go and I can, I can hopefully pull off a, uh, a, a class win or a division win or get in the top five or, you know, just be a better overall shooter. Um, so if more people come to the, come to the match and participate, we're going to have a better turnout and it's going to be better for our sponsors. And for those that don't know the Altus NRL 22 series is that's the, that's the name of our event is actually sponsored by Voodoo Gunworks. So whoever is this overall series winner is going to win a Voodoo. Good deal. That's a that's an incredible prize. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's completely separate from the NRL 22. That's something that Altus and Voodoo worked on together. And whoever is the the overall winner points wise is going to going to win a voodoo which i think is super awesome and um i talked about this a little bit on my instagram and my facebook of of thanking the sponsors um that's something huge and you know i when i was at the precision rifle expo last month i made sure that i stopped by the voodoo booth talked to mike and talked to a few of the others and was like hey we really appreciate this like i i didn't know that was happening until the season kicked off and they put up the, the artwork on the, on the website saying, Hey, it's presented by, by voodoo. So that was super awesome. And that's, that's incredible. And I get accused a lot and rightfully so I'm sure um, about talking too much about voodoo and what they do. And um, I'm a voodoo owner and, and a huge fan of the product and, and really, I'm a huge fan of not just the product, but the company and the people, because as, as phenomenal as their rifles are, and frankly, I think, I don't think there's anything better out there, especially for this type of shooting. Um, it's really, it's the people that run that company, um, Mike and Paul and, and Jill and Jay and, and everyone that's there, you know, 
they're just an incredible company. And, and I've talked time and time again about how the buying my voodoos has been, you know, one of the more pleasant or the most pleasant buying experience I've ever had. And then, you know, to see a, someone that can bring such a phenomenal product to market, that's, you know, really just kind of, um, it's really as t- to use their tagline, it's redefined rimfire. And, you know, they've done so many things, so many, so much innovation. Um, and yet they're able to provide not just the quality products, but the incredible customer service. And then to go one step further and to go out and sponsor the series like they're doing, you know, donating a rifle. And I mean, you know, I've seen them do this several times, um, you know, through diff- different social media and things like that, you know, where they're donating um, either a complete rifle or sometimes they're donating a, you know, a certificate for, uh, you know, percentage off, things like that. I mean, it's just phenomenal, the, you know, the links that they go to. And um, I mean, man, I, I mean, just think about that. You get the opportunity to go out and have fun shooting a match and, you know, at the end of the, of the season, your reward for being consistent and winning the series, it's not just, you know, a little pat on the back and, hey, congratulations, and here's a plaque. <laughs> you have a chance to win a voodoo. That's incredible. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And, and, you know, I was shocked to learn that they were, they were supporting the series like they are, which I'm super, super grateful for. But they also support the NRL 22, which is awesome. So every month they're donating – um, gift certificates or, or discounts for full barreled actions. So we all, if you, if you know anything about voodoo, they're, they're a high quality product and they carry that high quality product price tag. You know, it's 17 or $1,800 for a barreled action. Well, they're donating a $400 cert off the, off the price of a voodoo barreled action. Almost if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, every month, to the prize table at the NRL 22 monthly give, uh, monthly drawing giveaway. So anybody that comes out and is a member of the NRL 22 and shoots in the match that month is, you know, has the possibility of winning, winning one of those certificates. And I, I think that's awesome. We have so many, so many vendors and so many companies that donate to the NRL 22 I try to keep up as best as I can on my, my matchbook that I print out every month. And I literally have to go back through and, and takes me probably 20, 30 minutes to double check and make sure that I've got all the vendors. Cause we're constantly picking up new ones and I need to verify and make sure that they're, they're getting the due, the due respect and, and appreciation that they deserve as the sponsors of the NRL 22. So anytime I get a, I get a talk or I get to go walk around and thank them if I'm out somewhere, I definitely take advantage of it. Like I said, I was at the, the PRE, uh, the Precision Rifle Expo that was last month in Blakely, Georgia. And I made sure I stopped by the Voodoo booth and said thank you. And then they actually had a couple of Voodoos on the line that we got to shoot. And they had a Voodoo in that new JP Enterprises chassis. Oh, boy, yeah. does that thing looks slick. It is. It doesn't move. Um, they had a couple of the NRL 22, uh, targets out the, the KYLs know your limit racks at like 25. And then they walked it out from like a hundred, 150, 175 and 200 yards. And I think I only missed 
one out of the 10 shots that I ran with that voodoo and oh my lord it uh that thing was amazing but you know phone scope was there I, I you know stopped by the phone scope guys and, and said thank you for them for sponsoring the nrl 22 and vortex and nikon sport optics and the lapua center x um that company was there and stopped by and you know just said thank you to everybody because you know they don't have to support um, one, the monthly matches or two, the, the monthly drawings or even the larger matches in the PRS or the NRL type, uh, type matches, the finales, the, the monthly matches or anything else like that. So I always like to throw a plug in and say thank you to the, to the sponsors that are, you know, supporting, supporting the sport, but also innovating and, and making products that people want, um, I know that you're a, you're a voodoo enthusiast, but I'm still excited that Bagara came out with that new rifle. Um, it's, it's new. It's interesting. It's different. It's at a, it's at a lower price point. It's, it could be, I would not want to say a game changer, but it could be a way for somebody to step into the open division within NRL 22 without spending, you know, the 19, $1,800 on a barreled action that could, that could lead them to buying a voodoo later down the road. And I think more companies coming into the rimfire game is nothing but a good thing. I can't, I can't agree with you more, you know, especially, um, you know, I, I've had a bunch of people ask me about the, uh, you know, what's going on there with Bagara and, and actually, um, before I could even get a lot of my, my gear set up this morning for the match, I had two different people come over and they're like, Hey, voodoo guy. And, and it's <laughs> funny because it's like, I'm thinking, okay, I've only shot this match like three or four times and it's once a month. And so I get it. Not everybody knows me. That's fine. But you know, my name's Chris. And they're like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you shoot voodoos. Um, <laughs> so what do you think about this, this Bagara? And I'm like, well, you know, Hey, I mean, I, um, I don't have personally, I just don't have a lot of experience with the Bagara rifles, but I know a few people who do, and they tend to have, um, great things to say about them. You know, the accuracy is great. Um, the interesting thing about that Bagara coming out, um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of talk about, you know, patents and things like that. And man, I'm in sales. I'm not, I'm, I'm in sales with what I do <laughs> to pay the bills. I, I'm not an attorney whatsoever, but I would agree with you a thousand percent. Anything that's bringing more um, companies into the sport Anything that is driving, you know, well, forget about driving the interest. The interest is there, and that's why the companies are coming into it. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm a firm believer, um, you know, there's, there's lots of things at play. Um, timing is everything, and no doubt uh, the NRL 22 league came along at the perfect time, um, between the the precision rifle series and and the popularity there get you know having that uh, option of, of shooting a similar type match with 22 long rifle whether you're using um you know a marlin or a savage or um you know a ruger or or even the czs or um you know of course once uh, the voodoo's came out they've been incredibly popular and uh, you mentioned kid innovations earlier um i see some kids show up at some of the matches that uh, that I, I shoot at. And as a matter of fact, the first match I shot last year, I actually took, um, I took an Anschutz to shoot one match and a kid to shoot the second match or the, uh, or vice versa. But, uh, 
you know, it, it's just those companies have, you know, started to develop more and more. And I actually did an episode just a few days ago um, talking about how, wow, look what's happened in the last 24 hours in terms of the rimfire world. Begara made their huge announcement. And, um, you know, from everything I've ever been told about them, they make fantastic barrels. So um, I believe that, that what you said earlier is 100% true. I think there are a lot of people that, uh, you know, if that Bagara rifle, you know, makes it to market and, and everything, um, you know, if it performs the way that, the, you know, people expect it to, I, all day there are going to be those that are able to say, look, this is exactly what I wanted, and they're going to be pleased with it. But you're also going to have people that will buy those rifles, be somewhat happy with them, but feel like they're missing something. And those will be some of the folks that will see that, you know, they'll see the benefits of the, of the magazine system. And then, you know, they'll gravitate to a voodoo. And, and I, I, I liken it very much to um, someone that goes out and buys a Ruger 1022, whether it's a base model or maybe it's the target model. Um, now they have the one that comes from their custom shop. But, you know, somebody that goes and buys that Ruger and, they they like a lot of things about it, but you know maybe they're looking for a little bit better accuracy, a little bit better trigger, you know, a few different things. And at some point, they either end up upgrading um, that Ruger, or they end up buying a Kid or a Valkorsen, you know, a custom rifle that's built around you know that that Ruger action. And so I just see. Um, you know, any of the companies that are, that are um, developing new products, whether it's rifles, um, you know, look at all the different scopes um, that are coming out. You, you mentioned the Bushnell, uh, the Vortex Diamondback. You know, we're just, we are in the golden age, in my opinion, of rimfire shooting right now. Agreed. Um, I mean, and, and you know, I, I, I slighted them because I, I keep forgetting about it. But, you know, it kind of got overshadowed a bit because of the Bagara announcement. But Savage actually rolled out a chassis 22 the same day that the Bergara was announced. Yep, I saw that. And, yeah. And, you know, that just goes to show how popular the, you know, this type of shooting is. And, you know, the expectation from all these manufacturers, clearly their expectation is that it's not only going to stay popular, it's going to continue to grow because they they've they've spent so much money on on development and you know uh, rolling out these new products so it's just it's a great time to be a rimfire shooter that it um, is so a couple of things um so we don't run out of time i know you mentioned that you have uh the match you're going to be shooting in tomorrow now when does your season uh when's your season finale when does that wrap up that's a great question I don't know yet to be a hundred percent honest. So we, the way that we built it out is we built all of our matches to go through the end of the calendar year. So we on the, on the Altus shooting solutions website underneath competitions, you can click on the NRL 22 series and you will see our matches for tomorrow, November and December, but we don't have anything for the 2020 calendar uh, yet because 
with my job and with things that are going to be coming up at the range, we want to make sure that they have, they don't have anything else planned basically. So I know that I might have to go TBY in the end of January and we normally have our matches on the last weekend of the month, but we might be trying to change that up as well as we normally have them on Sundays. But I think we might try and do like every other month or every other uh, Sunday or Saturday, we'll kind of flip flop them because there's some individuals that want to shoot the matches, but they, they have, you know, church and family obligations on, on Saturdays, including one of the owners of the actual range. He, uh, he's a family man, nothing wrong with that, but Sundays just don't work for him. So we're going to try and incorporate a Saturday or a Sunday um, match, kind of flip flop it, see what, see what works. But I'm thinking that we'll end it maybe a month or two months before the actual NRL 22 finale. And that's going to be in May. And it's actually going to be up in your neck of the woods. I think it's in Tennessee this year. Outstanding. Yeah. I think that, uh, I I believe you're correct. I I did see something on that. And, uh, you know, given the, the amount of, uh, growth that you've had there with, with the Alpha series and, you know, the different ones that are, um, I hate to say popping up because that makes it sound a little cheesy, but mm-hmm. there's so much interest in so many areas. Um, you know, I can only imagine how the, the NRL championship is going to continue to grow and grow as well. Um, Absolutely. So, so a couple things. Um, first, is there anything else that you want to talk about with Altus and, and uh, you know, just anything you want to cover? I know you talked about Voodoo being one of the sponsors. Uh, any of the sponsors, other sponsors you want to mention or anything like that? At this time, I'm not aware of any other spon- sponsors. We have the the overall title match sponsor. If they're working on anything else, and I say they as in the the leadership over there at Altus, I am unaware of it. I they handle the they handle the 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 interwebs and posting it and registration and all that, and they handle the money. And I handle the match. So we've got a pretty good relationship uh, worked, out, worked out with that. Um, when people register, they pay online. We've only had maybe two or three instances where people have come in and tried to pay cash. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, so uh, we've worked it out. We've, we've got a good system now. Um, I would like to say that you don't have to be a member of the Altus shooting solutions range to shoot the matches any of the matches that are there at altus are open to the public to shoot the match so don't worry about oh i'm not a member of altus you can still come out register come out have fun shoot the match i'd also um if you guys are interested in in following me and seeing you know when the matches are going to be it's altus shooting solutions.com and then I'm on Facebook, uh, forward slash Guy DeMarco. And then I'm on Instagram at, at hot, H-O-T-G-D, Rod. And that may sound weird, but I grew up, my nickname was Hot Rod because my dad was into old school roadsters and such. So that's where the, uh, the mashup on my Instagram name came from. <laughs> Fantastic. You actually covered something I was going to, uh, to mention is, let everybody know how they can not only um, learn more about the series, but, but be able to follow you. Um, and one, um, 
one last thing, guy. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked so much about, um, you know, everything that you've been able to do there with, with Altus and, and everything. But I am curious and I'm putting you on the spot. And so if um, if this hasn't come up yet, then just tell me, Chris, we haven't even talked about it. But I have had a couple of people that have reached out specifically talking about Altus as a possible 22 ELR site. Um huh. Has has that possibly come up in conversation? And and not not looking for you to break any news or anything. If that's not uh, you know uh, not something that has actually uh, been talked about, but I've had a few people reach out that have talked about you know since they had the facilities and it's such a great um, you know a great facility with um, with able distance. to handle large crowds. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and so- la- last weekend was the the Kestrel Fall Classic, and we had. 114 shooters and then spectators and ROs and everything like that. So it can handle people. I have not heard of anything 22 ELR in the works. I haven't heard anything. Um, I, I communicate with all those, with all the leadership team over there, the four or five people that are all involved, but that is way above my pay grade when it comes to, anything about the matches if i hear anything please believe i'm going to put it up on my social medias and talk about it on on my podcast absolutely yeah like i said it's uh it's just one of those things that um you know i've heard it mentioned a few times and um i thought wow you know since i've got you on the on the podcast let's go ahead and let's ask that question to kind of wrap things up well, not a problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I, if I hear anything, I will I will uh and it's officially released, I will make sure that we we get that taken uh taken into account, we get that posted out, but I haven't heard anything about it. Um if there's interest drumming up and drumming around, I would say uh try and contact Altus and see see if uh you can put that in their ear. I mean, I'm the one that put NRL 22 in their ear and, and got that started. So if somebody wants to say, Hey, what about ELR uh, for 22s? I'm sure that, uh, that they'll be willing to listen. I mean, they listen to me. So why wouldn't they want to listen to somebody else? Sure. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, guy, I, I really pre- appreciate you coming on um, on this episode and sharing with us. Um, it's just, it's so refreshing being a part of something like, um, this rimfire, um, world that we're in, you know, really the shooting sports in general, um, it seems like so many folks are willing to go out and help, uh, help others get started and, and help, um, help them figure out what, you know, what to buy, what to shoot, what to do, but, I just can't thank you enough for taking the time out of, out of a Saturday, uh, you know, not sure when this will actually be published, but you know, for, um, for you to take time out of a Saturday, um, to spend with us and to walk us through all the steps that, that you went through just to get, uh, th- that match up and running. And I can only imagine how many people are going to listen to this and be able to go, wait a minute, I can do that. Um, or wait a minute, I already know a lot of people at, at my local club. Um, you know, cause that, like I said, I'm in my area, I'm the perfect example. There are several clubs in my area that are, are 
um, hosting different rimfire matches. Some are bench rest, some are silhouette or modified silhouettes and different things like that, similar to the match I shot today. But there isn't an NRL 22 match. And uh, I know myself and five different shooters talked about it today specifically in terms of, um, you know, we just need to start pushing this. We need to to really um, make this conversation because there's so many people to, to show up these matches. The match I shot today, the most shooters I had seen at that match previous to today was 22, which I felt that's a, that's a strong match. And today I actually had to leave early. So I only got to shoot the first match. I didn't get to shoot the long range, which is really, it's the one that I, I, I enjoy the most, but today was their season finale. And uh, when I left, if I counted correctly, it was either 36 or 37 shooters. Oh, wow. And what's crazy is the reason I didn't get to shoot the other matches is because the first match was still taking place <laughs> because we didn't have enough room for all the shooters. And I mean, what a great problem to have. Absolutely. So Absolutely. But, uh, but guy, thanks so much. Thanks again. Thanks um, for having me on. You know, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. And if anybody has any questions about, you know, the process or the forms or what my forms looked like, uh, whether it be the rules or the the layout or anything else like that, feel free to contact me. You guys got my information. I'm sure Chris can put it in show notes or, or however that works, but hit me up. Yep. I'll be more than happy to, uh, to help you guys out any way I can. Outstanding guy. Well, listen, thank you so much. Good luck with your match tomorrow and have a great one. Awesome. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And there you go, folks. That's Rimfire Tactical. Remember, it's Rimfire Tactical. It's not just a 22.